Welcome to On Texas Football, Rapid Reactions. It's Sunday morning. I'm talking with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. How you doing this morning, Justin? Good morning, Bobby. You know, it's always it's always better when you come off a W. And for Texas fans, that that's uh, doing rapid reactions is, is a lot easier and smooth and uh, things go a little bit better. Oh, it's more it's more palatable, I think, is the, the really reality of it. Hey, Justin, um, I think that one of the things I want to talk about today was the completeness of the victory. Um, we have seen uh, Texas come out and win games here and there, uh, but they just beat a bowl bound team 55 to 14. Um, I know, you know, Kansas is still Kansas in some levels. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the completeness of the victory of the Longhorns? Because I think beyond Bijan being him and how well the defense played, I think really it's that may be the story, the the complimentary football finally being played in Austin on the road. By, I say in Austin, but it's actually on the road um, for the Longhorns. That's the thing. Like I don't think we've seen a performance from this Texas bunch since OU. That was this complimentary in all three phases of the game. And that's what you want, Bobby. That's what that's what you go into with a game plan. What I respect, what my biggest takeaway in this game was was Sark was able to, you know, get away from, from wanting to chunk it, you know, grip it and rip it, throw it down the field, hit the deep post, try to try to do all these things vertically. Sark didn't really try that. Sark, he I think he realized. You've got the dogs to do it a certain way, and that's ground and pound. That's that's misdirection. That's helping out your freshman quarterback and relying on a, on a pretty veteran latent defense. And he did that. He, he he put it on. You know, we reported that on Friday that you know you were going to see some heavy doses of the run game. Uh, you know, almost to an ornery <laughs> um, example, and and that's what they did. That they ran the ball effectively. It's amazing how well you can get a freshman quarterback settled in when your offense is running the football as effectively as it is. It, it, it was complimentary football 101. You, you, all three phases were played well. I think Texas caught Kansas at a time where Jalen Daniels was a little rusty. Um, and, and I think that touchdown they scored early that was taken off the board really took took their steam out of them, man. I, 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 and, and, and what Texas did – that they haven't done previously this year was they took that opportunity and they pounced instead of playing with their food. When that happened, they went straight back at them, scored another touchdown quickly. And, 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 and I think they sensed blood in the water and we haven't really seen Texas do that. Yeah. They, they, they did it well against OU middle of the year, but we haven't seen Texas do that completely, especially getting away from what they're usually used to doing on the offensive side. Bobby, it was it was three phases of domination, and yeah, they're still Kansas, but that's a good Kansas football team, and that's a well coached bunch in Lawrence. I want to say thank you to our sponsor uh, first and foremost, uh, Tim Robin over at Bertolatus Robin, the law firm uh, at Bertolatus Robin. It's about the relationships. The full service firm specializes in business and real estate law, satisfying the needs of a startup or to complex negotiations of a larger com uh, company. To every contract needed in between, Bertolatis Robin develops lasting, meaningful relationships that put their clients first. Uh, Justin, I, I think of this in, in a little bit different way. I went back this morning and I, I wrote this article on uh, Inside Texas this morning as well and rewatched the game. Uh, five times on Saturday, 
Texas faced third and seven or longer and opted to run the ball on third and seven. Third and long, they ran the ball. They were successful getting the, the first down immediately on two of those five. So two runs netted a first down, okay? Two others led to fourth and shorts that then Texas converted. So four or five running the ball effectively, right, on third down. That That's a, that's a strong uh, indicator of just how committed to the run you are, uh, to your point, versus throwing one deep pass. I only saw one one ball that 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 I felt like Ewers really uncorked downfield. Worthy had the ball in his hands and couldn't come away with it. Uh, but to your point, uh, a lot of Andre Carrick in this game, a lot of Gunner Helm, Helm along with JT Sanders in it. Uh, Texas uh, went after the run game, finished with 427 yards rushing, uh, which I believe is a Steve Sarkeesian record at Texas at the very least. That that's That's what I meant also about, you know, doing things you weren't used to doing. For the longest time this year, you know, I give Sark credit. The first, I guess he's 12 and 11 now in his time at Texas. The first 11 games, four and seven. Uh, the, the next 12, eight and four. And that is him learning on the job in a way. That is him getting better with what the parts he has. For You know, we, we were frustrated just like Texas fans, Bobby, why they were trying so many deep shots, trying to go vertical so often. When behind Quinn Ewers was two of the best running backs in the country, behind an offensive line that yet is young but does not play like they're young, and and and, and mixing it up to try to, to to keep people off their off their you know to keep defenses on their toes because they, they were a little predictable. That that's an honest assessment. That was the beauty of yesterday. They 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 essentially told the, the told Kansas we're going to run the ball. We're going to run the dang ball. And they did that in a very forceful manner. I think that part of that was personnel related to Kansas. I mean, Kansas is not as good, not as talented up front as as TCU, for example. Right? Uh, Not as talented as some other – Oklahoma State's another example. um, Where Texas just couldn't get the the run game going in those games and therefore uh, resorted to some some downfield shots, perhaps – uh, but maybe uh, Texas should have stayed with the run game a little bit more in those contests, too, uh, to your point. All right. I want to go next uh, and talk about the defense because 55 points is a lot. But Kansas has been scored on a lot this year. OK, they haven't not scored a bunch. Um, looking at their their schedule, um, they they just have been scoring in bunches, averaging more than seven yards per carry. Uh, Longhorns hold them to 5.8, 5.9 yards per attempt uh, for the entire game. Uh, that's that's pretty strong uh, strong work by the Texas defense. I thought it was in particularly led by the defensive front, the front three, uh, the group of Ojemo, uh, Coburn, uh, Tavondre Sweat, Alfred Collins. That interior group, I thought, played extremely well. I think what we saw with the defense – was a carryover from the TCU game because that to me was probably some of the best defense they played all year long. I mean, we, we saw them, uh, you know, fluster Alabama's offense. We've seen them do that with, with 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 other teams as well. But Bobby, we saw a carryover from what was an amazingly strong performance against TCU on that defense side of the ball. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What you're seeing with these guys, I'm with you. I think up front is where it starts. What I'm seeing are guys rallying. I'm seeing guys finishing. I'm seeing two or three defenders coming to the ball even when it's pl- the play's dead, which means they're not assuming the guy in front of you is going to make the play. That's something you learn in middle school football. Don't assume the guy in front of you is going to make the play. And they're rallying the ball. Jaron Thompson's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Anthony Cook <laughs> was really strong in the first half yesterday. I, I thought the corners played well for the most part, but this was this was a, a game to stop Devin Neal and to keep Jalen Daniels from beating you. And I feel like that front seven was responsible for that. Uh, you know, I, I thought Jalen Ford got his customary interception. That guy, you know, someone on the board was upset when uh, when the tight end caught a caught a seam in, uh, that Jalen Ford was in coverage. Well, there's a reason Jalen Ford's in coverage. He knows what he's doing. That was a perfect pass. You can't you can't fault him. He did well. Overshone, I thought, played well in spurts. Um, but overall, yeah, I think that defensive front's really right. Got him. Baron Sorrell. I mean, at least four or five times a game, Baron Sorrell does something really well. <laughs> he makes some play. He's going to get a couple tackles for loss. He's going to pressure the quarterback a couple times. Um, it always seems to be something like that. And then, I, I, you know, it's funny. When the targeting for Diamante Tucker Dorsey came up, you, you almost knew that they were going to call it on him, even though it was, you know, football. Um, but I, I, I will say this. I was just really thankful it wasn't Ford or Overshone. <laughs> and there's nothing against DDT. That that guy is has been great, especially in the locker room. But I was – I feel like that's customary now, Bobby. I feel like, okay, there's going to be a guy you're going to lose in the first half. There's going to be a guy you're going to lose in the second half. Because it's it's so it, it takes over defenses honestly, but yeah, this team carried over from the TCU game. This team carried that energy that we saw earlier in the year. You and I had talked about this a lot. How the defense just looked incredible earlier in the year. We felt like they had kind of gotten in, known their positions a little bit better. PK second system second time around, but right now you you said it. Kansas was a pretty good offense. This is a bunch that. Yeah, Jalen Daniels was rusty, but Jason Bean also played quarterback and, and played well, was very effective. And to, to, to go up there and, 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 and avenge last year's overtime loss in Austin, which which will sting for eternity, um, give those guys credit. Yeah, yeah, they put the game on Bijan's shoulders, but that defense is what really brought Hat all night long. In convincing fashion, by the way. Very. I mean, they they, they won in convincing fashion. Um, I, I'm looking. And they got the middle on third downs. That was to me the biggest change. Uh, I looked up uh, Kansas's uh, record from this year in their schedule, uh, and uh, it is a tie for the least amount of score points scored by Kansas on the year. Uh, the tie was with Iowa State, but Kansas won that game 14 to 11. Uh, against Iowa State. So uh, Texas holding uh, the Jayhawks to a season low in points at 14. Uh, that's that's just good work. And, and I think you're right about uh, 
uh, a Jalen Ford. One player I didn't hear you mention, uh, Jade Barron, I thought played well again. Uh, he, he had might a be all conference at nickel, Bobby. Yeah, well, he had a chance to to take a pick uh, on the very first play from scrimmage for the the Jayhawks. Then he also had a a, a fourth down stop, uh, and then just played the edge extremely well on the outside uh, that uh, helped Texas, uh, you know, really stop or thwart any momentum that that KU might be trying to build uh, overall. Um, I, I also want to I want to push something else on you. And we talked about the complete game. Something I saw Sark do on Saturday that I had not seen him do uh, to this point. The clock was running down in the first quarter, and he could have got another playoff, right? After a first to 10 run for like three yards. And I'm like, why is he why is he hurrying to the he's got a 14 or 17 point lead at the time? Why is he hurrying to the ball? Let's just let's just see, let's let's play this out. You're you're winning, you're on the road, let it play out. I think a month ago, Texas gets to the line of scrimmage and runs that play. On Saturday, they said, okay, let's go to the second quarter. And Texas then scored, took another three minutes off the clock in that on that drive and pushed it to a three-score lead or four-score lead at that point. I, uh, I think it was three-score lead at that point. And that, to me, was indicative of a different uh, mentality from the head coach, uh, understanding that, hey, you know, we're not just trying to pile on points. We're trying to pile on points with purpose, right? And uh, I think that that uh, that was a nuance in the game that I caught that I'm not sure many other people did, but I, I feel like, uh, oftentimes these leads that Texas has gotten off to in the first half have been, you know, just trying to pile on points as opposed to trying to figure out uh, how to, to end up uh, making it most advantageous for you long term. Uh, but the Longhorns on Saturday were able to do that from the coaching staff on down. Yeah, just because you score a lot of points doesn't mean you're in control of the game. That was an indicator that you're in control of the game. That's a big tell in my opinion and it also tells you that hey the defense there's no reason to rush because you may be pushing them on the field a few minutes sooner than you should seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s with new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. To me, that's another tale because the, the some of the games that Texas lost is because you have DBs with over 100 snaps. That is just, you can't have that. that that's unacceptable. That to me is Sark learning. That's me, that, that's, that's Sark figuring out his pieces and, and what he's got, you know, that, that got Texas to seven wins this year, two more games, essentially a, a potential nine and four season, which would be a, a really good turnaround. Pretty much what we predicted at the beginning of the year, you're seeing Sark grow and that's okay. Your head coach can grow on, on the go. That that's fine. You know, a lot of people want their coach to be finely tuned and know everything and know every play to call and every guy to recruit. It doesn't work that way. Sometimes you have to learn on the go. We learned with Mac Brown, you know, he tried to control Vince Young too much. 
he tried to have too much control. And when he let some of that go, thing the program turned. And, and I think you'll see that more from Sark. He'll learn more on the go as long as he's open minded and will take these these hints. Hey, get the defense off the field. Help your offense. Yeah, we we know you can score a ton of points, but you don't have to go vertical to do it. You've actually got a great stable of backs and, and an offense that can that can push at the line of scrimmage. So to me, that was Sark learning. That that's growing. That that's that that's what you want to see from a coach because each season's going to be different. Each team's going to be different. This won't be the same recipe for Texas next year. Next year, going vertical is going to be the way to do it. Uh, you're not going to have Bijan, Rashawn, and those guys, and so and your offensive line is going to be bigger and stronger and more experienced. So this is just that. This is that. That's a great observation, by the way. And this is Sart learning on the go. This is Sart figuring out his guys. And to me, the biggest part of that is being open-minded because we've seen with Charlie Strong, he didn't really have a good grasp on either side. We saw with Herman, who was a control freak, who wanted to, to, to do it too much, where Sark's kind of letting go a little bit and letting the players play and letting them do what they do. That's when you get a 55-14 win on the road against a bowl-eligible team. Yeah, um, most complete victory of the season, even though uh, obviously they beat OU 49 to nothing. Uh, Texas now, look, um, seven and four on the season. Uh, all four games lost by one score, not out of any of the games, even though they, I think they were thoroughly beaten by TCU. Uh, a year ago, uh, the defense is certainly better. We've talked about that now. And I, it's, it's not so much uh, that they are just statistically better. They're stopping more people. Uh, they're, they're making more plays. As the year goes on uh, here, the 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 other part of it is they're scoring points on offense in the second half. They're not perfect. Don't get me wrong. Um, they've had their ups and downs. Uh, but a year ago, they were getting gashed in the second half on off on defense and not moving the ball at all on offense. Fast forward to this year. They're seven and four versus five and seven. Um, how close are they to get? To, and they, they've only lost. Uh, they, they've lost no games by more than one score. Um, how close is Texas to really turning it around? Or have they turned it around and it's just levels of turning it around at this point? I think it's levels of turning around. I think the program inside the locker room has turned. I think the culture and the buy-in is certainly the strength of this program right now under Sark. So at that level, I think you've, you've seen that turn. On the, on the, on the field, it, it, you know, kids, kids – gain confidence off of successful performances. You don't gain confidence off of bad losses, even when they're one possession. You, you, even though you may make plays, you don't. You get it off, off the off, off, you know, good, good reps. And so, to me, that's going to continue to be a work in progress because you've got so many young guys on that offensive side, and, and your quarterback has so much talent. And the way you're handling him, it, it, to me, is indicative of a quarterback – that used to as a coach that used to play quarterback that realized maybe he's putting a little bit too much on a super a potential superstar. We all know, and we've seen that with Quinn Ewers. That's kind of my take at Quinn right now. You know, he's he's got the tools, he's got the he's got exactly what you want for the next level to succeed. But you got to get to that point. Now it's not just you can't just shoot them into it and they're instantly there. He still has to grow, he still has to have his growing pains. He didn't have to have his Peyton Manning, you know, 28 interceptions in rookie year. He didn't have to, didn't have to be that hurtful. 
but it can't, it's going to be growing pains. And Sarg learned to kind of help that guy out a little bit to, 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 to put some guys around him and, and make it easier for him. I want, I want to come back to that. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor real quick first, uh, one final time. But I want to talk about Quinn Ewers' performance in particular as our last uh, topic for a rapid reaction today. Uh, at Bertolotis Rodman, the law firm, it's up about the relationships. The full-service firm specializes in business and real estate law, satisfying the needs of a startup uh, to complex negotiations of larger businesses to every contract needed in between. Bertolotis Rodman develops lasting, meaningful relationships that put their clients first. Uh, we appreciate their support here on, on Texas football. Uh, Justin, uh, Quinn Ewers, okay? You know, not a knock them dead performance. 12 of 21, I thought he had happy feet a couple times. I thought he was errant with a couple of passes, but completed a third and, uh, third and long uh, on a slant uh, to uh, – uh, Xavier Worthy for a first down, got a good pass uh, on an over route to, to Jordan Whittington, um, moved the ball, uh, got him into plays, got him up to the line. Um, you know, Paul Wadlington in his article on Inside Texas uh, on uh, his postmortem for the offense said he doesn't know so much that Quinn Ewers was a bus driver as much as he got Bijan coffee yesterday. Um, what, what did you make of Ewers' performance overall? given that Sark did put some uh, limits on what he was asking him to do. You know, I, I, I see the progress with Quinn Ewers. I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel with this kid. Uh, we're in such a knee-jerk, uh, armchair quarterback society that every down, every play, every drive gets, gets, gets you know, dissected. And, and over the course of a game, every quarterback has their good and bad plays, good and bad throws, things of that sort. The progress I'm seeing from Quinn Ewers is when he's throwing the ball away. Because I, I, he's got that gunslinger mentality. We saw it earlier in the year where he just knows he can put that ball in that window. And sometimes he can, but you don't always have to. And I think that's the progress I like seeing from Ewers. Uh, yeah, he was a little errant on some throws, but on others, you know what we saw? We saw him stepping into to balls. We, we saw better footwork. We, we saw more power behind the ball, behind the, the throw. That to me was an indicator of him learning with him picking up things off of videos with him picking up tendencies and, and, and making himself better. And, and you have to understand, I don't think this is a team built to go vertical. I think this team is built to go intermediate. Xavier Worthy is not a deep ball guy. There is nobody else on this roster that can do that. And so I think it's almost a collection of learning. You, this isn't the vertical year. This just isn't it. You don't have Jordan Whittington is great underneath. Jatavian Sanders is awesome underneath. Xavier Worthy is great at the at two or three levels there before you get too far down the field. You've got the guys that kind of keep you bubbled in here that can do that. You can do so many things on the on, on the boundary side and on the field side. I think this is just Sark learning. Look, this is what we're good at. Let, let's figure out what we can really do well. And let's focus on that and move forward and make adjustments off that. Because I think that's another thing Sark will build in. Joe and I were talking during the game. We felt like they were kind of building up a few plays to where that that deep ball was going to ha actually be there. That deep ball was it was going to set that safety up because he kept creeping up and creeping up. It was going to be there at one point. My 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 take is it's not there this year. 
It's just not. They don't have that guy. So quit trying to make something that's not there. Just well, especially if they're running, especially if they're running two man routes. Let, let's be clear. I mean, because yeah. they're running two man routes, so Xavier's getting the attraction of two people at um, all times. Yeah, and so at all, at all times, TCU almost TCU did a great job of gap assignment control against Bijan. But if they would have kept going to Bijan, I felt like that would have been there. But TCU had figured out, well, they can't go any further than 20, 25 yards, so let's just play everybody in. It was similar to Arkansas last year, what they did with Hudson Card. And so, it, it, to me, it was Sark learning. Last year in Fayetteville, he didn't learn. He put in Casey Thompson. Casey did well, but that game was out of out of hand by that point. Last, last night, yesterday in, in Lawrence, he did learn that. And Quinn learned that. And – now you get to go into a practice with a good win under your belt. That's going to be a good video session. Quinn's going to continue to apply these things because this is a kid that, that he's, you know, people underestimate him on how smart he is, Bobby. He, he, he's brighter than people think. He, he can make reads. You just got to put him in the right situ situations. And I think Texas finally figured out this year's offense is not predicated on the deep ball. They don't have that weapon this year. It does not exist. What they do have is a formidable rushing attack, a great young offensive line. Jatavian Sanders is a future NFL tight end. Gunnar Helm is growing into, in, into his game as well, especially when you, you see the 11 personnel. And you, it, it, you're helping your quarterback, you're, you're, and you're chewing clock. You're controlling the tempo. And against Kansas, I think that's what a Texas football program is, is, is expected to do. Not beat them every single year, which that's obviously the expectation, but – to do it in a, in a firm, assertive way. And I think that's we, what that's we talked about at the very start. The yeah. completeness of this win is the takeaway of the win. Uh, so, all right. Thank you, Justin Wells. Uh, for Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football, Rapid Reaction.